What will become of Dawn and Betty? What's gonna happen to Pete and Peggy? For Kate it's a mystery, for Ashley a mystery. It's time to hear Mad Women. Hello! Hello! Welcome to Mad Women. My name is Kate. I'm Ashley. We are in little individual forts to see if it helps our sound. (laughs) Listen, if you want to be a professional podcaster, you put a towel over your head and over your laptop. This is what Joe Rogan does. (laughs) (laughs) I bet we're going to sound amazing, like beautiful angels. This is the episode where everyone's like, oh, shit, those mad women. They're they, like professional audio engineers. Right? They went out and bought some microphones. Uh-huh. They turned their basements into sound booths. Yeah. Little do they know, I'm under got- an old towel. <laughs> I'm under an old blanket, and I've got a cat who's really trying to get in. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's attacking right now. That's cool. So this is season one, episode nine, which is titled... Shoot! Yeah! I almost forgot to look for it. And well, by almost, I mean I did. And then I was Mm -hmm. like, I can't look like a dunce once again. (laughs) Dunce no more! I would never. Once you know how to do it, I believe that you can. All right. So, I, full disclosure, I watched this episode a week ago. All right. Um, I watched it an hour ago. Yeah, so we're on the same page here. I did take copious notes. What's up? You are, I am fearful that you are forgetting how we start. Ah, my, my notes are on the outside. (laughs) Unzip your tent, grab your notes. (laughs) Watch out for bears. Uh, Don't get bitten by, check for ticks. (laughs) Ah, so cute. I am, for the listener, I am using a campsite uh, lantern. It within my tent for light, and I believe Ashley, you have your flashlight on your phone. On my phone, on. yeah, yeah. So we're we're spooky. All right. So your predictions for season one, episode nine were, and I quote: <laughs> Peggy continues her upward zeal and clamor for power and respect. Oh, she slaps Pete in the face and says, oh. "You you bitch ass," <laughs> and then specifically. Her, his left cheek with her right hand. Okay. All right. That's what. All right. Which. I was pretty close. You predicted some violence involving and Pete. Involving a slap and Pete and yeah. Yeah. So you're, you're, right. you're in tune with Matthew Weiner. Thank um, you. You said that Donnie and Midge are done for a while. Maybe she'd come back in a future season. And that's, you know, that's a long term. There was no art bitch Midge. So that's right. There. No art bitch Midge. You said Benny. Betty, gonna be drunk, go off the deep end. She's gonna attempt to dull her feelings. Wait a minute. Uh Uh-huh. Wait a minute now. Then you said she would drunk, drunk drive. I just wrote drunk drive. Uh, (laughs) And that there would be a drunken altercation because dinner is not ready for dawn. And honestly, getting dinner ready for dawn. Was a theme. That it really was. I am Nostradamus, in case you You didn't know. Did amazing. Thank you. You said that Sterling would try to seduce Joan, but okay. Joan is in cahoots with Mama Sterling, <laughs> and they're scheming together. 
that's all right well listen he there was some seducing it was just of dawn indeed there was a lot of seduction happening absolutely it was a very sexy episode (laughs) did you hear that Uh, you're, and finally, the lingo you predicted was you, you went you went for two, uh, as they say in football, and you said oh. burn rubber, or and or give me some skin, mm. and right. you know you can't. That's a that's a high high risk high reward mm-hmm. prediction mm-hmm. that section. You know what? I'm overall I'm feeling I ten for ten on my predictions. I have no app. complaints. Thank you. I mean, that was pretty spot on. I'm. I feel really good about my decision to make you my financial advisor <laughs> and my stockbroker. Yes, good. And also my matchmaker. <laughs> <laughs> You're very good at the future. Buy high, sell low. That's what they say. Mm. I'm <laughs> they glad sure do. you listen. <laughs> okay. Um, the first thing I wrote is in all caps, biscuit. Well, Biscuit is back. But listen, hang on a minute. Before (laughs) even all that, I noticed that the director for this episode is a one Mr. Paul Feig. (gasps) And and why did that draw your attention, Ashley? Well, because he's normally a comedy guy. He is. So that was very interesting. Because he did, what, Bridesmaids? He's Bridesmaids. He, uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch classic comedy he was also in that he was the uh the yeah. science teacher in that show like i know he's he does a lot of stuff um i will admit i mix him up with david wayne a lot oh, um, no, different person different person but same kind of area of funnies things okay yeah it's just the fact that you're Sabrina the Teenage Witch is your most current <laughs> reference for Paul Feig. That's the most current. <laughs> just, just one. No, but that's, I mean, that's one of the cool things about this show. It's like how Kirsten Shaw was the disappearing mm-hmm. woman. And and even that the fact that Stephanie Courtney and the other switchboard operator are both like improv comedians. Like they, right. this show, similar to Breaking Bad, will like draw from just funny people. Well, and there was, like, I wouldn't say that this episode was funny. Mm-hmm. It wasn't funny, right. but there was definitely a quirkiness that isn't mm-hmm. always there. I see that. Even just in the way that it was shot. You know, just some of the framing uh-huh. and um, the storyline, which, of course, he doesn't really have control over. But yeah, um, it was definitely a quirkier, quirkier episode. Mm-hmm. I would love to hear your thoughts about any of those framings and things as they come up because as you know that is not my strong suit mm-hmm. of figuring those things out mm-hmm. so last up actually pretty much since the dog showed up you've been very worried about this dog now listen <laughs> i wrote as well dog is back <laughs> and it is plotting I knew immediately that that dog was plotting something evil oh, which was, yeah. came to light yeah. Uh, but I was very excited to see Biscuit. Now, they're pretending yeah. that its name is Polly. <laughs> we yeah. can we can forgive them that. Yeah. They don't want to, you know, let the world know how big of an impact that dog had on Kujo. Right. Absolutely. So it needs I mean, an alias. The same way that they're not calling Pete 
Richard Linklater or whatever Sam Sam's Sam. name was. <laughs> What's his name? I don't know. I know Richard Ramirez Richard is a Linklater. different guy. Is that a director? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they're refusing to call Pete that. Exactly. So. They're like, we cannot yeah. give him that. <laughs> Oh boy! Um, yeah, we see this weird ass neighbor yes. releasing a bunch of pigeons creepy, and biscuit. Creepy ass Birdman. Yeah, is what I named him, who we've never seen before. No, but he's a he seems to be an odd single man. I'm assuming he's single because he has pigeons. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, that whole situation is very strange. Why are you mm-hmm. keeping them in this tiny box? Why yeah. are you releasing them for just a short amount of time? Why are they coming back to you? They're pigeons. Well, like, that's what, like, Mike Tyson does. Like, that's a thing pigeons? people do. Yeah. I've, I've seen people do that on the TV, but they're always on, on the top TV. of... Yeah. <laughs> that's where people do stuff that I don't know in real life. <laughs> that's how I learn about the world outside okay. Ashley Cohen. But uh, now, Kate, you know everything that happens on the TV is real life because it's all one universe, remember? Oh, God. We're all in the same universe. And I've been watching some very disturbing <laughs> real life yes. video then. Surveillance. Just a side note. I couldn't sleep at like this morning and I started watching the Star Wars holiday special on YouTube and it's okay. batshit crazy. And still better than episode two, Attack of the Clones. (laughs) That's not this show. That's for our other podcast, Star Ladies. Oh my God. I'll never, I'll never do that show, Kate. I'm sorry. Me either. Okay. That's, I'm good. So, uh, we just kind of see Pigeon, Pigeons and Biscuit, Biscuit and the Pigeons, (laughs) which is the name of my new Biscuit and Birds. Biscuit and Birds. Um, And then we're at a fancy lobby. And of and we, we figure out it's like midway through an opera. It's Broadway. And it's a musical. I looked it up. It's a music. Okay. I looked up Fiorello. So because I wanted to know because they're all like this mm-hmm. fucking sucks. We hate it. Yeah. And I was like, was this just a critically <laughs> panned thing? Yeah. So they're on Broadway, and it okay. was um, a musical that was about Fiorello Laguardia, like the who airport. Was the mayor. Of NYC, ah. of which the airport is named after, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. sort of his life, and it was based on a book, like a mm-hmm. like a biography. Okay, that got turned into a musical, but it was critically lauded, not panned. Huh. So these people just have no class in culture, which we already knew. But that's interesting. Yeah, it debuted on Broadway in 1959. So it had been on for just a little while. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. I wonder why they, like, because you know how New York mayors all have, they're like the president where everyone has a lot of opinions about them, but no one gives a shit. <laughs> Drop in the headphones. It's fine. We're good. We're good. <laughs> yes. A lot of opinions about mayors. Yeah. Especially so New York I wonder mayors. like what LaGuardia, what his deal was versus the people in Mad Men. I certainly mm-hmm. don't care enough to find out. No, but that's I didn't good to know. that heavily. Yeah. I appreciate that insight because mm-hmm. I was thinking it was like a famous old opera because <laughs> I don't know shit about <laughs> opera or Italian words. Mm. Um, so we've got we've got 
Jim Hobart mm-hmm. from a rival agency, McCann Erickson, mm-hmm. who is trying to, like, he comes out pretty early and he's just trying to poach Don. Right. And he says, you know, we got the Israelis. Mm-hmm. Right. So he's already got, he's already beaten him. Mm-hmm. Um, and we know what the Israeli account, that was the last, uh, that's when he tried to smooch what's her name. Yes. Rachel. Ma- Mama, Mama Merkin. Merkin. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, so, like, they do a little weird wife swap. And yes, which was very strange. It was that whole scene was very strange to me. Mm-hmm. And Betty, mm-hmm. Betty looks very uncomfortable, which was kind yeah. of a surprise because you'd think in their lifestyle, yeah, that that's her life, right? Like she gets mm-hmm. left around with yeah. important people and has to small talk or whatever. So mm-hmm. it was kind of a surprise that she seemed so viscerally uncomfortable. Yeah. And it's making me think, though, of the last time we saw her interact with an advertising bigwig, and that was when Roger mm. tried to put the moves on her. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what I don't know what uh, what she's thinking, but she gets her little uh, ego stroked. Yeah, she does. She looks like Grace Kelly. She looks like Grace Kelly. She fucking does look like Grace Kelly. Yeah. Have you looked I at Grace to- Kelly? Like I think I look up what Grace Kelly looks like every two years. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, a beautiful blonde person. Yeah, she looks like Grace Kelly. I believe it. And like, so he suggests that she could be a model for Coca-Cola. Mm-hmm. And we do see later in the episode, like, yeah, she totally could be a model for Coca-Cola. Mm-hmm. She looks just like it. She's a beautiful, thin, blonde, white lady, mm-hmm. like with blue eyes. Could you tell, like, what were you thinking at that point? Do you? Th- could you tell that he was just using her <laughs> no yeah. no so that was that kind of threw uh, took me by surprise mm-hmm. later in the episode where he's like i'm sad to see both of you go and i was like you yeah. motherfucker yeah because no i mean she very easily could be a model you know she mm-hmm. was a model and she's beautiful and whatever yeah um, so i thought it was sincere yeah it was like a it was a gamble but it wasn't that bad of a gamble because he he could have gone either way. Like right. it wasn't like just any old you know person who happens to be married to a guy that he wants to work for mm-hmm. him would be successful. Right. But like the whole series, Betty can't stop talking about. She's obsessed with looks. Right. Just because that's how she's been raised, and she sees her value and how she looks. Right. And so when someone's like, "Hey, you look pretty." Right. You look like Grace Kelly. And she's like, oh, my stars. My mm-hmm. stars and goddess. That's exactly what she said. I don't know how closely you were paying attention oh. to the dialogue. Um, I mean, I could tell you nailed it. Thank you. It Just because it was a week ago doesn't mean I can't tell. Thank you. That you nailed it. Great. Um, so then uh, Betty and Don drive home. And Don, she tells Don about Coca-Cola. And Don just kind of ignores it. Well, sure. Because... You know, she's a woman. He can't give her too much time of day. Mm-hmm. Right away, anyway. I think he can tell... That she's being used. Yeah. I, th- I think he knows it because she doesn't know... Although he seems taken by surprise a bit at the end there, too. Like, he makes kind of a face when he's on the phone with Jim Hobart at the end. And Jim mm-hmm. says, I'm sad to see you both go. And, and Don yeah. makes kind of like a... You motherfucker face. Yeah... I'm guessing 
We'll we'll get there. All right. All right. We're we'll, jumping ahead. Yeah. Because then we see perpetually pregnant Patty. Oh, perpetually pregnant Patty. PPP. And she says that what's her... I don't know. Like, I think uh, Betty says about 14 times, you know, I used to model yeah, <laughs> in this right, episode. Right. And says she was compared to Grace Kelly. And then we, f- we find out she did model in, like, Italy. Mm-hmm. With Giovanni. Giovanni. Um, which is, seems... Awfully exotic for what I would expect from Betty, that she would have had that experience. Yeah, well, and it was kind of fun in this episode getting a little bit of Betty's backstory, because mm-hmm. we've gotten just a tiny bit about how she dated mm-hmm. that Jewish boy. <laughs> oh, no. She briefly kissed she that Jewish boy. She kissed that Jewish boy. She didn't go any further right. than that. That's right. Uh, and we know that her mom was a shit. Yeah. We don't, we don't really know much else about her so it was very interesting to learn that she was modeling when she met don Mm -hmm. that he was just a copywriter for this fur company yeah and he was already being don drapery and sending her for a coat Mm -hmm. and whatnot so so this we find that out there's one little scene in between where don is at his office and he gets a private uh package through Mm -hmm. peggy that's a that's a club membership because they had talked about the club at the theater, and so he's like definitely being courted. Mm-hmm. And Hobart on the phone, which he gets a private line to Hobart, so he's hiding right. uh, who he's talking to because he knows that this is like against the actual work where he is. Right. Um, and Hobart tells him that he's a hard man to run into, which made me think that Hobart was intentionally went to this mm-hmm. show just to start. The process of bothering Don. Right. So he's very organized and well, I feel like sneaky. In, yeah, in that level of business, that high mm-hmm. up, you kind of have to be. You got your people keeping yeah. their eyes on all sorts of things. Maybe mm-hmm. also he's in the mafia. I mean, just something to put out there. I love uh, theorizing about the mafia. Okay. Just like putting out things that we think about them. Mm-hmm. Because the mafia, they don't pay attention to what others think about them. So <laughs> there's a. Now, do you like Smash Mouth? <laughs> this might seem unrelated, <laughs> but do you like Smash Mouth? <laughs> I have so many questions related uh-huh. to your question. Fire away. First of all, <laughs> who likes Smash Mouth? There's. There's tolerating. Oh, my. Oh, dear. That would be a one, a gate. Oh, my. Okay. Wow. The, f- the, first two sp- the first two Smash Mouth albums, I can't tell you if there's a third one, are a lot of fun. Like, because you had Walking on the Sun, which kicks ass. <laughs> and not only when I do it at karaoke, but just generally, <laughs> it kicks ass. It's not Smash Mouth's wow. fault that... You know what? Hey, now, you're an all-star. It's a g- good-ass song. It's a great pop song. <laughs> but on, literally, both of the albums that those songs are off of are great. <laughs> and I don't care what you say. <laughs> and there's a whole song on the first album, which is called... All right, Ashley, I'm just going to need you to insert the name of the album there, because I don't remember. It's like... <laughs> Fu Manchu, but not like okay. it's. I actually have never known how to say it out loud, and I really painted myself into a corner. Um, we'll figure on, it out in post. Of, I don't have my pen. <laughs> Wait, yes, I do. Let me grab a pen. Edit in 
Smash Mouth. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but there's a whole song called Padrino, and it's about, I don't know, the mob. And there's a line that says, it may not be a wise thing to do, making funny songs about the mob. But oh. if it's all the same to you, I don't see it as a gang, but a club. And I think about that a lot. <laughs> and just like I'm, them calling themselves out about not meaning. I'm they, learning yeah. so mm-hmm. much about you right now. Things that I... Oh. What's amazing, Kate, is after uh-huh. all these years, we're still <laughs> surprising <laughs> each other. Now, now. It hasn't been that many years. <laughs> I, we, we contain multitudes, don't... <laughs> I love how casually you quoted that Smash Mouth song as you would Ulysses, which is your favorite thing to ever exist in the world. You you quoted that with the same intensity and uh-huh. uh, I've loved Smash Mouth many seriously. more years than I've loved Ulysses. <laughs> we could run down some Smash wow. Mouth songs. Um, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. we've we've uncovered I- some truths. Yeah, I feel good about it. Okay. Um, so anyway, Jim Hobart, he's in the mob. That's what we decided, right? <laughs> yeah. And he talks up uh, McCann Erickson to Don, mm-hmm. how it's a big international firm. You can get Coca-Cola and Pan Am. And, I love uh, his line about Pan Am. He says, you know uh-huh. the lifestyle that goes along with handling Pan Am? It's a panty <laughs> dropper. <laughs> <laughs> That's the lingo I should have expected yeah. in this episode. Panty dropper. Yeah. You must have, like, I think you expected too much Didn't from I these men. Didn't I say knickers, like, two weeks ago? I predicted oh, knickers. You did. I did. I was just a little bit off in an episode yeah. behind. Right. You knew that undies were coming in mm-hmm. somewhere. So so then, after they talk about all this, all the good times... That go with being with a big international firm. Then we're back to another thing you're worried about. Betty at her therapist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. You know, I have a lot of feelings about these characters that they're introducing and not bringing back. Like I appreciate your sensitivity to them. Oh, I wrote. <laughs> I wrote. Uh, while she's at the therapist. So they're at the, ther- <laughs> yeah. they're at the therapist. She's talking about her mom. She uh-huh. was like, you know, my mom was always concerned about my weight, and she hated that I was a model, and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And he says, you're angry at your mother. And I wrote, yeah. Betty almost had an emotion. <laughs> <laughs> that is so true. She, she almost did it. Yeah. <laughs> she was right there. She was like, I've got it. I've got yeah. it. And she didn't yeah. quite She didn't yeah. quite get there, but she tried. Mm-hmm. Bless her heart. She did. She moved, which she, helps. Right. She's like, I will sit up and look at you. Yeah. And that equates emotion. Yeah. Movement this is what emotion. I see. Mm-hmm. This is what I've been programmed to do, but my face is not. <laughs> it's not that sophisticated my prime technology. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She really gets offended by. And, and she's like, this is finally now you say something. Yes. Right. Uh, which makes it clear that. He hasn't said anything to her all this time, really. Well, and that's what she te- told perpetual yeah. pregnant Patty. Yeah. Is that all yeah. he ever says is tell me more about that. Mm-hmm. Which he says, like, four times in this little scene. Right. Tell yeah. me more about that. And so it's not like they're having these in-depth conversations that aren't shown in, right. in the episode. 
Um, but, I mean, as much as we don't like this guy, because he's just Don's, like, spy, no, he's probably on to something. I never said I didn't like him. Oh. That, that's rude. I was talking about me and Ferris. When oh, we watch, okay. We talk about how much right. we don't like. Right. Uh, but he's, like, he's right. He is right. Yeah, so it's good for... Maybe, maybe another, another little, another little crack in Betty's head. Mm-hmm. Um, I also, I wanted to say that you mentioned fur company copywriter Don mm-hmm. just delivered a coat to Betty. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what Jim Hobart is mm-hmm. did to Don. Exactly. They're, that's how you court that out. That's people. Yeah. I deliver now, shit. listen, if somebody wants to deliver me a club yeah. membership and a fur coat, yeah, I- I'm all in. Yeah, I, I just want to make it clear that this podcast welcomes uh, bows, suitors, yes, brides. My address, I can just throw my address out there. Yeah, um, I'll I'll put also, it in our Twitter account. Yeah, I I like um. I, I like grocery store gift cards. Like, that helps a lot for me. <laughs> you do actually like grocery store gift cards because you love going grocery shopping. That's right. That's right. That is one thing gro- I know about you. Smash Mouth, I didn't know. <laughs> but your love of but grocery hit shopping. Hit me up with that Trader Joe's gift card and I'm yours forever, honey. Yeah. All right. Now, back at the office. We see Jackie O speaking in Spanish. Yes, she is. <laughs> and uh, so the boys are still talking they are about Nixon. About this, yeah. about her speaking in Spanish. And yeah. I love that Sal was like, I'm jealous of her too. I'm like, mm-hmm. we know you are, Sal. Yeah. <laughs> that you get to go home with mm-hmm. JFK every night. Mm-hmm. Um, Don is like pissy about it because he's like they're not even our client. Clients come and go. Why do why are why are we working this hard for someone who's not even paying us? Because right. everything he does after this in this episode with work, he's looking at it with the eyes of do I actually what is this worth to me? Right. I just wrote the girl is distracted. Uh that is Peggy. Okay. So mm-hmm. she um. He gets home and Betty yes. says, mm, uh, okay. she's like already in her nightgown or whatever. And yeah. she's like, oh, I called. I assumed you were staying in the city. And he's mm-hmm. like, oh, the girl, we give her a little bit of work. And now she's always distracted. Yeah. So let me ask you, um, when he said that, did you think <laughs> that he was talking about Sally? Because <laughs> I know. For half have a issues second. With that. For <laughs> That's progress. <laughs> and then I could change courses and be like, oh, he speaks that way about any woman. Yeah. Got he it. just refers to all females. Mm-hmm. That's when Be- Betty is like, you know, maybe I would like to model a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yes. Maybe I- mm-hmm. He opens the fridge. He gets home mm-hmm. late. He opens the fridge. He sees this ham that's uncooked. He's like, mmm, salmonella. and uh and betty is like i think i do want a model i could be the face of coca-cola look at me i look like grace kelly and she says (laughs) don't worry there will still be ham 
there will still be ham. Because she's like, I'll still do my 1950s job of providing dinner for you. Betty, she's she's chewing on the idea of being a model. She's going for it. She's gonna she's gonna make ham. She's gonna have it all. She's gonna do it all. She's gonna be a mom. She's gonna be a wife. Yeah. She's gonna be a working mother and wife. And, and a hottie. She, and a hottie. And she's still gonna put ham on the table. Because she's gonna be a hamstress. No. <laughs> now listen. When I think Betty Draper, yeah, I think capable. <laughs> I think multitasking. I think 100%. Just, yeah. Having all of her shit together. Yeah. Being on top of things. Never mm-hmm. doing anything questionable. No. Or inappropriate. She's probably like running the PTA and like right. on doing city council work and shit. Exactly. She's such, such so a busy girl. So if she thinks she can have it all, I'm, I'm inclined mm-hmm. to agree. You know what? Because I've seen no Go evidence Betty. to the contrary. <laughs> <sighs> Betty, Betty, Betty. Mm, oh, Betty. And um, then mm-hmm. we go back yeah. to the office. Yeah. And Peggy mm-hmm. just tears her, her, her big old ass. Just tears <laughs> her whole skirt apart. <laughs> Poor Peggy in this Poor episode. They're yeah. like, we got to make you look fat. <laughs> Which I'm sure it was not an easy task yeah. because she's no, a, she's a little girl. a tiny and adorable tiny human. Yeah, yeah, she's just like. Now let me tell you, when I was okay. a senior in high school, oh please tell our me, sp- our spring musical was mm-hmm. Fiddler on the Roof. Oh, and so good. I was Yenta, the matchmaker. The matchmaker, mm-hmm. oh and they had to make me look all big and fat and puffy. How was that? So it was very fun because I yeah. would just run into people with my giant ass. I'll have to send you a picture. <laughs> yeah, because you, dear listener, are what five foot one. Yes, I'm five foot one. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so you're like a tiny little lady. I'm very tiny, and I was even tinier then because it was high school. I bet. Yeah. And they. You were four foot six. Now, listen, I did grow an inch after I turned 30, so I was... Like everyone does. I was literally smaller at that time. <laughs> yeah. But they padded me up. They mm-hmm. padded my boobs and my butt to make me just look okay. very rounded. Uh-huh. And so I wore, like, a cami on top of, uh-huh. like, my cam... Like, so it was, like, a cami. Yeah. Other cami on top of it. In between mm-hmm. the two, just lots and lots of, like, netting and tulle, which was very okay. itchy. It wasn't comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. And same thing with my ass. So I had bike shorts and then another pair of bike shorts. Mm-hmm. Just all padded up and rounded out. And I was like, yeah, this is the same technology that they used <laughs> on this multi-million dollar show. Oh, yeah? Because she just looked like I did as Yenta. Just padded <laughs> out with old high school like curtains and <laughs> leftover sewing material. <laughs> I mean... Maybe, like, that's how authentic they wanted to be, Maybe. is they wanted to use 1960s era fat suit technology. <laughs> Not Tyra Banks' fat suit technology, right, but... Right, right, right. That's exactly what it looked like, and that's what it reminded yeah. me. Um, but Joan, you know who loves to see oh, a uh, ripping Peggy skirt is old Joan, and uh, she loans her a spare outfit. Well, I love when Peggy walks in and they see her with a sweater around her waist. Mm. And oh, yeah, yeah, Joan yeah. says, are you having one of those days? Because <laughs> in the 1960s, you couldn't ask yeah. another woman if they were on their period. Oh, my gosh. I just saw I just saw an ad 
on Twitter, like somebody had screenshot or whatever an ad. And it was for something, I think it was for a bidet. Or maybe Paul F. Tompkins was talking about it. (laughs) There was was a bidet ad, like a modern one. Okay. And it was like listing all of the times you would want to use it. Uh And one of them was those days. Oh my. Which makes me happy that in 50 years, literal 50 years, that's still how. 60. Wow. You're right. It's there's where has the last decade gone? <laughs> oh no what have i done with my life you're really 41 oh no more like what have i done with my calculator am i right hey, hey. i'm not good at math <laughs> but yeah she wears the thing around her her uh her waist little cardigan and so we know some woman problem is happening mm-hmm. either it's one of those days. days or her big fat ass <laughs> two of the main women problems yeah yeah because when you're fat and you bend over your clothes just rip at the seams it happens as soon as as soon uh, as you get fat uh-huh <sighs> yeah can't no more commenting on that <laughs> uh, <laughs> so then roger comes in to Don's office. Mm-hmm. And he's got not a club membership, but golf clubs. clubs. With a little bow on it. They got a little bow on it. Mm-hmm. And Don's like, I thought these were mine, but they are not. Mm-hmm. That's what Sterling says. Not what Don yes. says. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember what I said. You said Don. Um, it's all right. God damn We it. all make mistakes, uh, Kate. I. Is. Confession time. I've seen the whole series twice. I can't tell the difference between Don and Roger. <laughs> oh, shit. This is really hard for me. Everything just changed. <laughs> First I find out about Smash Mouth. Now I'm, I'm face blind for white men. Is that a, pro- <laughs> it's a problem? All right. We're both having a lot of fun with our blankets. We're having a lot of blanket work right now. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to make this into a video podcast. And it's just going to be half a blanket um so roger's like "Mm, i don't want to lose you i need to something about like i've lost people to my unexpressed confidence i don't yes i never tell people how i really feel he's like i love you donnie boy i love you i love you and and he's like the you think pan am's actually as much fun as he says it is Mm -hmm. you gonna be on a plane all the time Look at what you have. Do you really want to start over? He makes a point of saying you can't fire the clients. That's true. Because there's like board members or whatever. Yeah. That you can't just like be drunk half the day mm-hmm. and yell at people. You can't be your 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 regular old Don Draper. He's like, do you really want right. to start from scratch? Yeah. Look at where you are here. Do you really mm-hmm. want to start over? Because wasn't it the last episode that's like, I'm not here to tell you to believe in Jesus. Yes, right. Um, so he probably can't say that if you're at McCann Erickson. Exactly. Because I'll be like, we all love Jesus and it's fine. Yeah. Shut up, Don. Shut your face, Draper. Exactly. And uh, Roger tells him, I'm taking this very personally. Yes. Yes. He does say that. Yeah. What do you think he means by that? Um. Because Don gives him a little look. A little like, hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you and, think he means by that? Oh. I'm reading 
Well, okay. uh, read okay. your notes. Read your notes. In my notes, the punctuation failed me. So he says, "I'm taking this very personally." Don goes, "It's business," and Roger goes, "Is it? Is it?" Mm-hmm. And so, hmm. Now, how I interpreted that was, please tell me, you're still mad about your wife, and I know that oh. you tried to kill me on the stairs. <sighs> That's a really good point. Like, is this just business, or are you yeah. still pissed at me? That I like where you're going with mm-hmm. this. It's not just that they're buddies. It's that you you have a grudge against me. Right. You tried to murder me with my own <laughs> body. You tried to make my body murder me. Uh, you tried to turn this silver fox of a beautiful man into a pile of clam chowder. What was it? Oyster Oysters. chowder. Gross. Have I told you about that actor and when he was on Sex and the City? I would love to hear her. He, what you have to say about that. He was uh, one of Carrie's bows on Naturally. Sex and the City. I think just for one episode. But this is how mm-hmm. I've always known this actor is from this episode. Okay. And he's like the running to be the New York City comptroller. Mm-hmm. And she meets him at this fundraiser. Mm-hmm. And they start this relationship. But then it turns out he really likes golden showers. Oh. And Carrie just can't pee on him. So whenever wow. I see him now, yeah. I'm like, I know that was just a character and that you're an actor, <laughs> but I just think you want everybody to pee on you. I That's, can't separate yeah. the man from the character. Man, I totally respect that impression. Because, mm. like, I bet every single actor on Sex and the City has, like, they. it's like Seinfeld, you know, like, everybody had some weird thing wrong with right. them. And so, like... That's what people know about them. Right. Hmm. Yeah. So when I see Sterling, yeah. I'm like, this motherfucker wants a golden shower. And hey, no judgment. Right. You do you, but I can't unthink it. All right. Well, you know, you can bring that to the role. You can. You can and I, think, I think he is. And that's, I think you don't lose anything because he's a dirty old man. Exactly. So there's, there's nothing about him that's like, would be out of place exactly. if he had... A fetish that just was revealed. Right. Other than wanting to keep Joan locked up in a cage. I mean, I think they go hand in hand. I think you're right. Uh, I'm going to lock you up. You can't go anywhere. You got to pee. You're peeing on me. (laughs) (laughs) There's no doors or windows or toilets. Exactly. You got to pee. You're peeing on me. That is his slogan. (laughs) That's on his business card. (laughs) (laughs) When he meets new women. Yeah. It, he's got one of those Tinder profiles where it doesn't show his face, but it just says that. Exactly. Mm. Yes. His Tinder profile is like Silver Fox, uh, Golden Shower. <laughs> That's my next cross stitch. Roger Sterling, Silver Fox, Golden Shower. Please, please. <laughs> Along with the strumpet trumpet. Oh my god. Oh We're gonna have so much good merchandise god. for this podcast. Silver Fox Golden Shower. Mm-hmm. Oi. Oi. So then Ooh. in the office with uh so like news about McCann trying to poach Don has immediately spread everywhere. Mm-hmm. We don't know how it got there, mm-hmm. but they're talking, the the boys are talking about it, and they say, someone says, like, Don's already making 30 grand. Yep. <laughs> and then Pete says, he's not 10 times better than me. Yeah. 
which tells us Pete makes $3,000 yeah. a year. That's wild. Now, wait a minute, because I did the math for what forty five k would be. Uh, yes, you did. Let me do the math real quick on okay. what 3000 would be, because it doesn't seem... Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't like a living se- wage? Yeah. Like, it doesn't seem like enough. In my head... I thought it. W- I thought maybe he was at. All right. I think this came up up before. All right. You want to know what it would be? Yes. Three thousand dollars in nineteen sixty is equivalent in purchasing power to about twenty six thousand two hundred and sixty today. So that's like being a teacher. It's less than being a teacher. Huh. It's much less than being a teacher. Twenty six thousand. Well, I, mean, I guess depending on where you're teaching, but twenty six thousand yeah. is much less than being a teacher. Well, I tell you what, we didn't write it. That's what they said. Yeah, but it's just interesting. Yeah, it is that he start, But I think it also speaks to the fact that the people who are in these positions have to come from money. Yes. So, like, his income is supplemented by his wife's, you know, money and stuff like that. So the, the nice apartment or house or whatever that they got mm-hmm. is not off of his salary. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because it's, you know. I mean, isn't mm-hmm. that apartment, like, 2000 a month or something? Yeah, it was something ridiculous. That sounds, that's like a current New York City Yeah, no, okay, you're right. Uh, (laughs) You're right, never mind. I mean, it's not a current New York City apartment. Right. right. I I, I think, like, it's just one of those things where, like, these these kids, these folks are not, it's just, like, so many jobs today where Mm -hmm. you're not actually paid a living wage, so the only people who are able to live and do it are people who already have money. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to cry too much about Pete Campbell's salary. I'm not but crying it's just, at all because also fuck him. Yeah. Yeah. But it's also odd and strange that he like puts it out there. Yes. And he also, that was a very Trump thing for him to say is immediately, mm. he's not that much better than me. Mm-hmm. Um, Are you kidding? But, Pete Campbell yeah. is proto-Trump. I mean, literally his family built Manhattan <laughs> just like. If Biscuit is proto-Cujo. Yeah. Yeah. Pete Campbell is proto-Trump. So are we saying that Trump is a different serial killer? Yes. I mean, in a sense, yes. I mean, that's a really good point. Right. He did kill. Let's not get All right. Let's, that's not, let's not go there right All now. right. So then Peggy walks in with Joan's red-ass dress on. All frumpy in all the wrong yeah. places. It does not fit her quite the same way. No. And all of the boys. They got something to say. They're judging. It let she let the writing go to her head and elsewhere, mm. and they just they say they're seeing the real her. How rude! It's very rude. They're very rude this whole time. So I did read the vulture recap of this episode, oh. and it, I know, right? I got that should be that should become a new segment. I think I think I will do that because it will help. I want you to be pure. Okay, perfect. But since I have the bigger long term, I can help you see things. I want to be your Madman Shaman. You are already. Well, there you go. You don't need to become anything. You are. We've got some blanket adjusting going on here. I'm sweating. I've given up because it was very warm. Yeah. Um, All right. So, so this episode, we have people trying to kind of escape. From things uh, to go higher, you have the pigeons are flying out, being oh. flying out of their cage at the beginning. You have you have Pe- Betty. What's her name? Ooh. Betty. Okay, you got there. Blonde one. Yep, you found Betty. it. Betty. 
who is trying to escape her, you know, golden cage of her golden being shower. a housewife, her golden shower of being a housewife right. by going out into the city. You have Don, who's considering leaving his small firm to go to a big firm. Right. And then you have Peggy, who is kind of busting out of her cage, too. <laughs> like, or that's, that's kind of what they were saying. It's just that this is, uh, like, she, she is increasing. Peggy is, is becoming more than just a secretary. And so it's, there's kind of a visible um, representation of that mm-hmm. here. And everyone kind of gets slapped down mm-hmm. <laughs> in some way. Like, nobody fully succeeds. Everyone gets a little bit of what they want, but well, no one Don, has it all. I mean, Don ultimately decides that's not what he wants. Yeah. So he's doing all right. <laughs> He decides it's not what he wants. But he does still want something bigger. He wants something bigger. He says, if I ever leave ad- this place, it won't, it won't be, be for, for advertising. more advertising. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, it pointed out, so we know that Don is hiding from his past. The one time he gets in the newspaper, he's, someone creeps up on him and he's real pissed about it. So if he becomes part of a big firm and gets more attention, that may also not be something he wants. Mm-hmm. That may compromise his sit- whatever his situation is. He's not into it. Mm-hmm. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. We are. Roll it because back. Because there's a fashion moment that I need in you to tell us about. In a big way. <laughs> in a big way. I loved it. Mm-hmm. So we cut to Jim Hobart's office. Or somebody's yeah. office. Jim Hobart is there. Okay. Um, And we're running down. So we go, first of all, we go mm-hmm. from fat ass Peggy yeah, that big ass pig. The big old frumpy red dressed pig. I mean, and let's be clear, she's like 140 pounds. Right, <laughs> like she she's is not not big at, all. at all. Not at all. We we are saying this. We do not think Peggy no. is fat. We would love no. it if she got to do whatever she wanted. Exactly. But we cut from her, like a shot of her bent over yes. in the stress, oh, directly yeah. to all of these incredibly tiny skinny you know very small women yeah Mm -hmm. and we're running down the line and then we see betty barbie yeah i mean because all these women they're in like 1960s chic yes but like like office wear like they look yeah like office professional they're not overly dressed they look like they fit in Manhattan in 1960. Yes. But what is Betty wearing? The most 1950s <laughs> black, hot mm. pink, oh, and yeah. cream. Yeah. You know, A-line, bustled. It wasn't bustled. What's the, like, petticoats mm-hmm. underneath to make it fluffy? She looks like an extra in Greece. She looks like a fucking Barbie. She yeah. looks She's, like yeah. when Barbie first came out yeah. in the 1950s. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. what she looked like. She had hot yeah. pink and the giant fucking bow on her chest. Uh-huh. She looked like a Barbie. Yeah. Uh, and then we meet Jim Hobart's brother-in-law, mm-hmm. Ronnie Get Rich. Yeah. Ronnie Get Rich. Whoa. What a name. What a name. To be in advertising. <laughs> Get Rich. I was like, really? Yeah. Yeah. Now I feel like that's a that's a silly Paul Feig thing. Oh, you think so? That was so silly. To throw in a little Charles Dickens style naming mm-hmm. convention. Yeah. I you know I didn't notice that. His name I love it. May have been I just Martin wrote down money bags. <laughs> uh, I would Kendrick. like someone to be named that. Well, 
I just wrote that Johnny Get Rich, Ronnie Get Rich, is their Sal. Yeah, he sure is. Um, And he's very nice. And so is Jim Hobart. And they're like, just so you know, there's no guarantees. Right. Like, they kind of temper it where... And she is just beaming but she can also tell she has not modeled since the 50s right. and so she she's like this isn't my place i right i overdressed yeah i overdressed right. it's i'm out i've been, been out of the while, game for a while right. it's been a while mm-hmm. it's been a minute mm-hmm. on npr um i don't understand that's an npr that. show it's called it's yeah. been a minute oh i haven't listened to npr in a long time well i listen to it every day because i am cultured oh i'm not okay I'm sorry. All right. I refuse. I haven't used my radio in my car for <laughs> so long. All right. I I just listen to other podcasts <laughs> for research purposes. <laughs> well, it's been a minute with Terry Gross. <laughs> I forget who moves to say it again. I forget who hosts. It. I'm gonna look it up now. Did I ever tell you? So I'm not trying to. I just want you to learn more about me. I'm not. I have not listened to NPR in years. But I did listen to it a lot. Sam Sanders. Sam Sam Sanders. Sanders. It's been a minute with Sam Sanders. I'm sorry. Continue. You haven't listened to Uh, NPR in a while. I listened to it so much when I was in high school that I had a dream that I met B.J. Lederman, who's the guy that writes all the theme songs for the songs, the shows I had listened to. Okay. Just one of those names that I heard 12 times a day, and then I dreamt I met him. And that just felt like I was listening to too much NPR. My favorite thing to do is yeah. look up Google image search NPR mm. hosts yeah. and correspondents to see if their faces match their voices, and they never do. They don't. Ever. It's really disgusting. How dare they? I feel like Ira Glass comes close. Yeah. He looks very Ira Glass. But Jed Abumrad, Robert oh, Krolwich. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They don't look. They don't look like they should. No. Why do you all. look bad? Not bad. Wrong. <laughs> Why do you look wrong? Not bad. Why don't you look like what I think? <laughs> Why don't you look like someone else that I've seen but can't remember the name exactly. of and have put you two together? Yeah. Why don't you look like the picture in my head? I don't know. People in uh, radio are just dishonest. Yeah. I think is what we're learning here. Yeah. Not like us. You can see our faces. We look exactly like you think we look. <laughs> Underneath blankets. <laughs> I wonder if my cat's still out here. <laughs> no, nope, he left. He hasn't bothered me in a while. All right. So then, back at the office, we got it's it's Pete and some of the boys talking about Secor Laxatives. It's Pete and just one of the boys. It's Pete and one of the boys. Yeah, talking it, about it's, it's the laxatives. other one who's married. I never remember his name, but he's not so much of an Harry. asshole. Harry. Okay, maybe. Do you have glasses? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. I can't believe I didn't write this down. Um. Because Paul is not married. Ken is not married. Ken is the thin blonde one. Oh, it wasn't him. And Paul is He's the round glasses. one without glasses. No, I'm pretty Harry sure. Harry has I'm glasses. pretty sure he has glasses. Harry's also, he's from like Glow. He's in other stuff. He's in a lot of other stuff. Anyway, they're talking about how they, you know, they got no sense of humor. Essentially, you can't make poop jokes to the laxative company. And then they start talking about all the cut-ups that they did when they were Uh in college frats. Cut-ups. We were the cut-ups. Yeah. Uh, See, that's the 1960s lingo I should have written down. Yeah, it really is. All right. I don't know if you can tell. I just pulled my shorts up real high. Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I couldn't. Well, I'll I'll show you later. Great. 
We'll take a picture for the Instagram Perfect. post. Perfect. Because we will. One of my favorite things that podcasts do, and this is an off-air conversation, <laughs> is when they post pictures of stuff that they talked about on the podcast. Mm, so we're okay. hella going to do All that right. on our socials. Got um, it. And this- that is to say, we've already been doing it. Right. The previous yes. nine episodes. Right. Um, <laughs> so Pete has a eureka moment where they'll buy a bunch of ads for laxatives in battleground states just so that Kennedy can't buy those ads. Right, because he's relating it to this dog funeral where they just towed this dead Dalmatian in a wagon through the streets. Yeah, I missed kind of what so he was the connection was. Yes. So he's saying that when he like, oh my frat, we were the cut ups. We had mm-hmm. this Dalmatian named Maisie or something. Uh, Mamie. Mamie. Okay. Um, and it died. And this other frat mm-hmm. was having this like party or, or something. Oh, yeah. And we blocked mm-hmm. off all the streets. Yeah. So they couldn't have their party. And we had this okay. very slow dog funeral. <laughs> Which is, sounds exactly like something a frat in the mm-hmm. 50s would do. Like it makes... Based on the movies that I've seen, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's what they would do. So this is like a, it's a risk to do something like that. And it's interesting because it it combines the, we're not actually going to spend money on the Nixon campaign because they're not paying us. Right. But we're we're just hardcore promoting this this thing that we do have. Mm -hmm. Um, So who knows? Usually Pete's ideas get shot down. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, Then Betty... And Don talk back at home. Wait a minute. You're, I think you're missing a part. Have we gotten to the dog and the bird? Are you? No, that's later. That's, there's a couple more episodes. So so that's what it is. There's, that's, that's 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 the the next season. That's the next thing in my notes. Because, all right, well. But I don't always write everything. You'll remember this. Okay, I'm writing. I'm sorry. Because it fits together. Okay. So Betty tells Don that she got the Coke ad and she tells him I'm not going to ruin this. Or no, Don tells her that I'm not going to ruin this. Uh, which is a lie. Oh, yeah. And then they they start smooching. And like, Don's like, let's go upstairs. And Betty no. says, no, let's Betty go says, let's go upstairs. Oh. Betty says, let's go I upstairs. Take better notes. And okay, Don I'm says, sorry. no, right here. Okay. And she says, yeah. okay. And they get um, hot and heavy on the settee. Because yeah. I'm sure that's I what just, they called it. Almost certainly. I just wrote, the least sexy whisper. <laughs> <laughs> Because I seem to remember Betty just being, she's not emotional, so right. she's trying to be all hot and heavy. Right. It's she's not, not good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you got it, pal. <laughs> Give me some skin. Aye, aye, Captain. <laughs> she sounds like the like the French host from SpongeBob. Oh, I wish. The pirate. He's not French. What is he? He's not French. He's just a pirate. Oh, like on SpongeBob. The actual guy that Oh, who lives in a yeah. that guy. That somebody I went to a karaoke thing on Halloween a couple years ago and there was a guy who was dressed as the pirate from SpongeBob and it was nice. pretty great. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. So, so that's where, so now that she has, she goes to the coke shoot and this babysitter is sleeping. Okay, right, 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 right. Yes. And that's when right. uh, the pigeons go out again and Biscuit. And Biscuit catches the bird in what can mm-hmm. only be described as the worst 
CGI to ever <laughs> grace a television. They were using, they were so committed to the 1960s yeah. that they were using yeah. 1960s <laughs> computer generated <laughs> imaging. They were like, hey. how can we make this look as yeah. shitty and fake as possible? Yeah. First, they watched some like Twilight Zone episodes exactly. to get in the mood. They were like, yeah. let's slow the frames down. Yeah. So that you, so you really see, well. see how shitty we've done. <laughs> Let's put the bird behind the dog. So he's uh-huh. literally just biting at air. Yeah. <laughs> it was the worst, most yeah. garbage CGI yeah. I've ever seen. But it cemented for me okay. that Biscuit is indeed mm-hmm. the trainer of Cujo. Yeah, the proto-Cujo. Listen, my... Yeah. I am spot on with this show. All right. I, Pete is the son of Sam. Yeah, it's true. Biscuit alias Polly <laughs> is the proto yeah. I He's, he's, she, it is bloodthirsty. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, a danger to animals and people around yeah. him. Yeah. And, uh, and now his life is threatened. Exactly. Sally's crying, and the neighbor's like, if I see that dog in my yard again, I'm going to shoot I'm it. I'm going to shoot it. I'm going to shoot that dog. And that's why he can't become Cujo himself. He has this moment. Yeah. And he's like, killing things and blood mm-hmm. are real great, yeah. but if I do it, I'm right. going to make this sweet little girl sad. I need to right. train others. Yes. Who won't make any uh, emotional connections exactly. with a human exactly. so that they can uh, just like kill with abandon. Exactly. Yeah. He knew what he was doing. Or she. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But you know what? This dog started something. Oh, yeah. A powerful movement. Absolutely. Of, of Now tell me, how does Old Yeller fit into this? All right. Now I'm going to be honest with you. I ain't oh. never seen that movie. <laughs> it's... Okay, but did you not read the book like a good I'm fourth grader? I'm going to be honest with you. I ain't never read that book. <laughs> I read Where the Wild Fer- Where the Red Ferns Grow, and that was enough for me to not want to read any more dog books. Oh, I see. I never read that book. Well, it is just as sad as the other one. Yeah. Um, I think Old Yeller just gets rabies. He gets rabies, and then he gets shot. Now, listen, I yeah. know the story. I'm yeah. going to say that in the canon of, of dogs in media... Mm-hmm. Where Polly is the devil on the shoulder, Old Yeller is the angel yeah. on the shoulder oh, of interesting. Cujo. But okay. Old Yeller Just got the rabies. Don't give into it. Exactly. Yeah. The problem is, now listen, if Old Yeller could have survived the mad dog. Right, which is what we call exactly, it. Exactly. He, he could have led Cujo in a different, oh. more affirmative direction. Like, as a motivational speaker. Ex- at, as a motivational woofer. At r- Rabies Anonymous meetings. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, he used yeah. his experience uh-huh. as, as power to empower mm-hmm. other pups. But he didn't make it. He got taken out <laughs> yeah. back and yeah. shot in cold blood. Which then uh-huh. reaffirmed Biscuit yes. in his yes. position. Gonna shoot that dog. Um, everyone yeah. should be murdered. Yeah. Blood and murder are great. Right. This motherfucker people, just did it. Yeah. People think that dogs are disposable. Right. And I think that people are disposable. Exactly. This is me speaking as, as Biscuit. Biscuit. <laughs> yeah. I don't think these things. As Biscuit alias. Polly. Don't at me. <laughs> <laughs> 
dogs. <laughs> oh man, we don't want to piss off the dog lobby. Oh my gosh, people fucking love dogs. I know. They're fine. Um yeah. So that's why Cujo is the way he is. This this makes a lot of sense. I'm glad that and you I'm, agree. I'm glad we're getting getting into it. Mm-hmm. So Betty comes home, I don't know, tells Dawn about her day, whatever. Uh, <laughs> and then I wrote, Sally comes in from a bad dream. Yeah. So here we find that in true 1960 fashion, the adult did not tell the other adults about the issue. They just yelled at some children. Yeah. And then the children got to interpret it however they yeah. wanted to. So the, right, the neighbor who threatens mm-hmm. to murder their dog uh-huh. doesn't do anything else but threaten children with yeah. the murder of their precious yeah. pet. Just tells a couple kids who are under the age of seven yeah. and not the grown-ups. Yes. And, and so she's like crying about it. And I don't want anyone to shoot Polly. And so then Don gets mad at the babysitter, yeah. Ethel. But then I think Betty kind of calms him down. Well, right. So Betty is, is seeing that if, if while she's away, everything goes to hell mm-hmm. and their dog gets murdered, she can't be yeah. a model anymore. That's true. So she yeah. has she's to... She's got to take care of exactly, it. Exactly. And she has to calm Don's fears because yeah. she's like, listen, they didn't tell the babysitter, but, you know, they wouldn't have told mm-hmm. me either, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And, you know, yeah, the kids are playing outside with the babysitter, but they play outside with me, too. Yeah. That it has nothing to do with... It's not because I presence was presence or absence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, doesn't that, like... And Don seems okay with it. It's not untrue. Yeah, right. Like, yeah, everything that she says in that moment is yeah. absolutely true of parenthood. Right. And so we are, for all of our criticisms of Betty, fine with her going out into the workplace. Yes. Listen, she has no yes. human emotion, which is exactly yeah. what you want in a model. Oh my God, you're so right about that. Yeah. She is. She meant doesn't need to be able to think exactly. for herself. Exactly. She is meant or, to yeah. sit frozen mm-hmm. with a plastered vaseline smile uh-huh and, and just be, and pretty. be pretty oh my gosh that photo shoot where they're just not moving yeah that's the like, first photo shoot mm-hmm. it looks so weird and the the husband quote unquote just yeah frozen yeah staring at her uh-huh and the children uh-huh. yeah and i'm like is that really how those photo shoots go? Probably back then, because I would yeah. be willing to bet that the cameras weren't, the shutters mm-hmm. weren't fast enough. Yeah. So if, because what I'm thinking now is like people would move. Right. And they would just take a thousand pictures. Right. And that's a really good point. The cameras just yeah. needed them to be very, they very They probably slow. needed to be mm-hmm. frozen. Yeah. Poor things. Mm-hmm. I don't feel that bad for them. I scrolled. Oh, I just wanted to say that Betty said she wants to take a picture of Sally crying. <laughs> So fucking weird. <laughs> so weird. She was like, yeah. did you see those big tears? Yeah. I want to take a yeah. picture of her crying. She's weird as hell. Listen, she she's got some serious mommy issues. Yeah, very much so. Oh, I didn't... Earlier when uh, she was with her therapist, she also said, I like eating hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. She was I, talking about how she I likes like to dogs. eat. Yeah. And... You know, yeah. that was just very cute and sweet and sad, and also just so childish. She's just in Arrested Development. Yeah, but not oh, my cat. The good show. Back. Oh hi. No. Yeah, I heard him snoring. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So. Oh no! I can't talk for the rest of the episode. <laughs> it's all me, baby. Ugh. 
Um, um. <laughs> they're back at the office. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're all... Are they in Don's office? Where are they? Yes. They're in Don's office. He has a couch in the other side of his office mm-hmm. that is like a little business room. I wrote, boys awkwardly compliment Don, but I can't remember what they're complimenting hmm, him on. I can't remember what they're complimenting him on either. Because he hadn't gotten the raise yet. No. And they wouldn't necessarily know about that anyway. Exactly. Like, they definitely... I'm so dumb to not know what I'm talking about. Like, I think people are trying to make him happy right now. (laughs) But, I mean, I don't think that the guys necessarily know that he's being courted either. Well, yes, they do, because that's why they were talking about... His salary. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I don't remember what they... Maybe they're just complimenting him on possibly getting courted by McCann. I don't know. I don't fucking know. I remember No one will ever know, and it doesn't matter. (laughs) No. I remember or was them. It, um, was it the Belle Jolie? No, no, that was the last. I'm just what I'm just gonna start naming. It was, was cigarettes. Oh, I think it actually was yeah. cigarettes. It was cigarettes. It was lucky. It strike. was lucky strike. They because they were saying even with the lawsuit that was yeah. such excellent work. I'm so glad that we took the time to get. <laughs> but then, shoeless Joe Jackson and mm. Golden Shower Sterling come in. <laughs> And they're like, who's responsible for these laxative commercials? Every, I wrote, I wrote, every commercial block on air in the land of Lincoln is clogged up with laxative buys. Yeah. <laughs> and I love that Pete is looking for a while. Yeah. Like he's just going to totally throw yeah. homeboy under the bus. And, and Harry is like, I kind of, is it, is it, is it Harry? Harry? I don't know any of their names. What's the other motherfucker? I, this is what happens when I watched it a week ago. Because all those guys, especially in the first season or two, they all kind of run together. Um, But uh, they are terrified because this is a big reaction. And so it can either be very good or very bad. Right, and it's from the toppest of top dogs. Yes. Cooper is coming in. Yeah. He doesn't come down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, But they're, like, giddy about it, in fact. And they say they're going to have to put his pretty face on the radio with that accent. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, they love that he's going to be boxed out. Yeah. And then Pete gets up and says, Don said, congratulations. Are we done here? And Don's like, no. No. Sit your ass down. This is not why we were in this meeting. And then they (laughs) are in Pete's office celebrating. And Pete Mm -hmm. is so fucking gross. He is so mean to his secretary. He is so just disgusting. He thinks he's all of a sudden, he's don draper right and he can he he try he tells her to have a drink which is what don did with giving peggy a drink right and it doesn't really work right <laughs> then he calls her like a sourpuss because his secretary doesn't give a shit about pete mm-hmm. <laughs> even when he says when good things happen to me they happen to you they happen to you and then he's like i like to watch you walk oh ew mm. gross ew yeah i hate him I, he's he's a gross little boy. There has been nothing redeemable about him to this point. No, there's not. There's been like, nothing. Like, we get a hint of his, in the eyes of his father, he's a failure. Mm-hmm. But that, it's very hard to have sympathy for a rich white dude who disappoints his daddy. Yep. It is... It's like a character study, which is interesting. And and, and similar to... He's kind of like a counterpart of Betty 
in some ways of like he is playing the game even if he is in a job that his dad hates but like betty hated his betty's mom hated modeling because it was a it was a type of expression it was a mm-hmm. it was his her way of being a creative person mm-hmm. and his her mom hated it he's in advertising and he's not even in like the creative side but it is the closest he's gotten to expression and his dad hates it so it's like they're both of them are rich white people who are very successful and are fine and we're just seeing them like unhappy with their lot in yeah, life I have and wanting zero more. sympathy and i i'm not trying to drum up sympathy Good. it's don't just like do it. what yeah believe me pete and betty they can both go I don't, fuck themselves they can both go fuck themselves <laughs> uh just as characters they are they have some complexity to them mm-hmm. and this show is full of people that started in different places and end up in different places and it's just interesting to see them bounce around from or like how they get to where they're going Mm -hmm. um so that's he's a little he's a little whiny boy i i'm fine with not being sympathetic to pete campbell yeah don't worry um (laughs) so then peggy gives don another envelope and it's it's almost like he's getting photographs of like his wife you know from a pi having an affair or something it was very roger rabbit yeah that was all i could picture oh my gosh i don't remember roger rabbit roger rabbit you don't know i've definitely seen it several times but i just tell me what you mean whenever in tv or movies because roger rabbit Uh was one of my first experiences of this when somebody gets like photos in an envelope of their loved one doing something scandalous it -hmm. reminds me of the scene in Roger Rabbit where yeah. somebody slips Roger an envelope of pictures of Jessica playing uh-huh. patty cake with the Acme guy. And they're literally just playing patty cake. Yeah. Of um, but they're, you know, like those stealth uh-huh. black and white yeah. through the the blinds. Yeah. So mm-hmm. every time I see pictures like that, I'm like, fucking Jessica Rabbit with her big old titties. <laughs> She's just drawn that way. <laughs> um, yeah, she's, I mean, because Joan is. She is the, Jessica Rabbit. She, she is Jessica. Like, it's not really relevant to the scene or anything. It just needs to be pointed that out she, that she's as close as right. you get. What a blessed life you have that you get to think of Roger Rabbit every time <laughs> you see that. Because that's awesome. <laughs> I'm jealous. <laughs> yeah. What a, what a great little It's gift. a good movie, Kate. You need to watch yeah. it. It's on oh, Netflix, no. I think. I mean, I'm sure I have affection for Roger Rabbit. I believe, so you're my brother's age. So like it came out when you were alive (laughs) and I I was just a couple years behind. Um, But I I have been told, I'm not sure if I'm getting this family story right, that it was the first movie my brother ever saw in theaters. Mm. And either he or another child said when he came on the screen, Roger Fufu Rabbit. Okay. And... That's what I think of when I think of seeing Roger Rabbit. Roger Fufu so, Rabbit. Okay. Uh-huh. Like little bunny Fufu. Right. Um, he's a little Fufu. <laughs> so anyway, he gets the pictures. <laughs> Betty looks like a real Coke model because she totally could yeah. be. Um, and then Don just like hauls ass down to Roger's office. And Roger's eating Jello. Yeah. The strangest fucking thing. <laughs> First it was... A giant pitcher of milk right. a couple episodes right. ago. Now he's just eating Jello, which is like was con- it's I think still kind of considered a health food for old people. So interesting. It's better than vodka. Sure, maybe we don't Jell-O exactly. Fans. I was gonna say we don't know that there's yeah. not vodka in them. What a great way to hide 
booze. What do you think's in my fridge right now? <gasps> Jello shots? Okay, but you know what else is actually really delicious? I would love to hear. Pudding shots made with like Kahlua mm-hmm. or some okay. other kind of like creamy liqueur. Yeah. Oh, girl, yeah. watch out. Watch yeah. out. You'll get a tummy ache. Tia Maria. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get a tummy ache, but it's good. Yeah. My mom's a big fan of the rum chata. Okay. Yeah. 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 So I bet that would fit well into it. Mm-hmm. Well, when we make our signature cocktails, it'll just be put in shots. In a martini glass. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> that sounds beautiful and delicious. So like something about those pictures, Don's like, I'm not leaving. And that I and didn't I, really understand. I didn't understand why yeah. that was the turning point. Is it yeah. because he doesn't? Is it because he doesn't want Betty to be a model and he knows that if he doesn't go, that they'll fire mm-hmm. her? Is it what he says to Sterling, which is, I want to have a life that's lived? And he sees, yeah. like, this picture-perfect family living, you know, a mm-hmm. fake-ass life. But he's mm-hmm. like, I want the real version of this. I like that a lot. Like, what that's is really it? Good, yeah. yeah, what is it about these photos? Because it's visceral. Yeah. that's a, Are you wearing a Coca-Cola like- Cola shirt right now? Oh my god, I am wearing a Coca-Cola shirt right now. <laughs> I didn't even think of it. Kate. I did that on you're purpose. You're subtly advertising. That's I, how they get you. I, I, let me tell you something. Coca-Cola and Disney, I am a sucker for their advertising. I think it's great, um. and I would love to just wear branded Coca-Cola and Disney stuff. all day. <laughs> and I do. You do. I know that about you. Yeah. I didn't know, very old I didn't know about Smash Mouth. <laughs> But I didn't know about Disney. Uh, I love Smash Mouth. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, I'll tell you about Linkin Park later. Oh, oh good. Um, um, so that's part of me wants to say, I want to give Don that maybe he doesn't like Betty being used as a pawn in his career. By anybody but himself. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I like the idea that he's looking at this fake family and he doesn't want to be part of a fake family. Mm-hmm. But you're right. They are the final straw in his decision mm-hmm. not to leave. I also love when he marches into Sterling's office. One of the first things Sterling says is, uh, nothing good is going to happen. There, what, oh God, what is it? Nothing good will happen to that boy. About Pete. Oh. <laughs> like he assumes he's marching in because he's pissed yeah. about Pete. And he says, don't worry. Yeah. Nothing good will happen to that boy. Right. He's like, as much as I can control it. Yeah. Because it looked like when Sterling and Cooper were barged into that office, the feeling I got is like they were having their little partners meeting Mm -hmm. and Cooper found out about it and was like, I got to go down right now. And Sterling was just along for the ride. Like he didn't have any, he would not have reacted that way. Right. Um, That was very much a hands-off boss reaction to anything. Um, I loved that though. That is fun. I, I, I love the way Roger's just so mean to Pete. I love it. I love <laughs> he just slaps him down. Because everybody hates him. Fuck that guy. Yeah. <laughs> and he's got all the power. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Don does get a 50% raise because he goes up to $45,000 mm-hmm. a year. Which, I did the math, Yeah. $45,000 a year in 1960 yeah. is the 2020 equivalent of $393,903.55. That's a healthy salary. So almost 400 grand. That's a healthy ass salary. Yeah. I wouldn't mind making that much I money. I wouldn't either. Hey, hey, suitors, Bose, <laughs> if you want to give us 
$800,000 a year. Mm-hmm. Our addresses uh, so, are. Yeah. We're, we're going to have a Patreon page. There you go. Where you can just give Love us just fans. hundreds of. No, I'm just kidding. Look, if 100,000 of you gave us $8 each, Listen. and I know you're out there. <laughs> Then we could live like Don Draper. You know what? This is an excellent, excellent plan. I'd raise a family in the in the Listen, suburbs and have. I'll a live like Joan. Oh. I will be Flamingo Joan all yeah. day. I, man, who would I want to live like? I don't even know. I mean, Peggy. That's the same Peggy. <laughs> I do live like Peggy, so it's fine. There you go. Busting out of dresses, <laughs> saying the wrong thing at the wrong time. Very bad relationships. <laughs> so uh, they do business. Um, I don't know if it had come up before, but even with this 50% raise, Don does not have a contract with Sterling Cooper. So is it that he has never had one or is he saying that now he doesn't want one? That I wasn't sure about. He still doesn't. He, he has never had a contract. Okay. He said so Cooper. still he, no contract? Yeah, I think so. It is whether whether it's clear here or not. Right. I know you know that, that as canon. Okay. Yes, that he is a he wants to be able to pack up and leave at a moment's mm-hmm. notice, and so it's kind of it's that whole we see a lot of how Don is valued here in that not only is this big firm like courting him in this hardcore way, but uh, Sterling Cooper is willing to have him and give him all this money mm-hmm. without. Without him making any promises. Right. So he's like, you know, what What do we get? And he says, if I leave, it'll not be for more advertising. Right. And Roger says, if they had to choose, I've seen people like you, if they had to choose a place to die, it'd be in the middle of a pitch. And Don says, I've done I've that. Done I want to do something else. Yeah. What do you think that means? I don't know. So I equated that to wartime. That okay, he's relating that to something in his mm-hmm. past. And he's like, I've died once already. Yeah. Because he did, right? Like he faked his death. That's, that is part of... We, we know that so mm-hmm. far. Yes. Mm-hmm. How interesting that is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think he's talking about, you yeah. know, like, mm-hmm. I've died once already. Yeah. Um, and so it's just like, Don, we still don't know what the fuck he wants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then instead of asking, going to Peggy and being like, hey, Peggy, give me a private line. He, like, walks up to her desk. It's like, give me Hobart and McCann Erickson. Mm-hmm. So, like, he is very open. That's who he's talking about. And he's like, that was not a big league move, Jim. Mm-hmm. You were being a big meanie, and I reject you. And he's like, it's a pity to lose both of you. Because mm-hmm. she really does look like Grace Kelly. He does. Mm-hmm. She, she'd be good. Um. So then I wrote down a fashion thing. Oh, tell it to me. I wrote Jones pink top and pebbly skirt. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) you did it. You wrote some words down. I wrote down things. (laughs) I don't remember what that looked like. (laughs) I'm so proud of you for just writing down that clothes exist. I remember that people are wearing clothes in this. Yay. I, I wrote down two different three different fashions in this oh, episode. Oh, you did. All right. Because Peggy's red dress. Yeah. Which was Betty's, technically Jones. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Betty's uh, Barbie teeny, dress. Teeny bopper Barbie mm-hmm. dress. And then Jones pink top and pebbly skirt, which I liked. Let me Because Joan... You. Okay, let's hear it. I 
loved this scene. And okay. I'm giving Peggy her first strumpet trumpet. <laughs> oh my god. Tell us tell us about it. I loved that she was just giving Joan the business. Yeah. Joan is like, yeah. honey, you gotta lose some weight. I see how men mm-hmm. like you. And Peggy's like, I see how men look at you. And mm-hmm. Joan says, what do you think they're seeing? And she says, that you're looking for a husband and you're fun and not in that order. And I was like, Ooh. oh, snap, Peggy. Oh, snap. Yeah. She's had enough. Yeah. She's reached her breaking point. And then Joan says, there's no money in virginity. And mm-hmm. Peggy says, I'm not. And that surprises Joan. It does. She's like, yeah. Of course you aren't, honey. Of course you aren't. <laughs> you know, I think, I just realized, you think you're being helpful. Yes, I love that little, like, yeah. moment of... Uh-huh. Not clarity, but whatever it was, I just realized something. Yeah, I yeah. loved Peggy in this scene. She was like, "Yeah, she was power." Right? She was like, mm-hmm. "I am sixty years ahead of the body positivity right. movement. I yeah. ain't worried that my dress is splitting at the seams, except that yeah. now I have to sew uh-huh. it. <laughs> <laughs> except it's inconvenient." Right. Um, I yeah, it. and like Joan, Joan is telling her to drink tea. Like, you know, you need to lose mm-hmm. weight. And she's like, "Don't you want to do well here?" And Peggy says, she, she's for, she's also surprised that Peggy also doing well isn't getting a man or making the men like her. Right, it's to write. Right. And she said, I thought you were doing it to get close to Paul. But the only reason you were writing was so that you could hang out with the dudes. Right. And I, as as mean as it is, I really like the line, you're, an, you're hiding an attractive girl with too much lunch. <laughs> it was a great line. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that was a um, great line. Yeah. So this this is like Peggy and Joan this whole first season are like really vying for power mm-hmm. and this might be Joan realizing that Peggy's not competing for the same thing that right. Joan is. That they, She's not trying to be the next Joan. Exactly. They both um, want something but what they want is different. Mhm. And Joan tells Peggy that she can keep the dress and you know who else gets to keep the dress? Betty. Betty. In which she actually had a human emotion. We found it. It was so weird. It was an actual. It was a whole emotion, and and she wasn't even able to like actually express it. She's trying to hide. Right, <laughs> right. We made it to nine episodes in. Yeah. And finally, mm-hmm. we got an emotion. She even yeah. had a little lip quiver. Yeah. Like that was great. That whole like trying to yeah. hold back the tears. She actually yeah. did really well. She did it. We're so proud I'm of her. I'm so proud of you, January Jones. You did Good job, it. January. You, t- you made it all the way to February. <laughs> February Jones. <laughs> Keep it up. Let's get you to September, girl. You're never going to be Flamingo Jones. Never. But you are February no. Jones. <laughs> yep. All right, so then I don't know what's happening, but everyone's just hanging out at the office. There's like a party or something going on. Yeah, so they're um, celebrating. They're celebrate. They're they're celebrating that Cooper and whoever loves all these laxatives. Oh, <laughs> they're all like, we're gonna go out to the bar. Yeah. We're gonna celebrate because yeah. we got our poop yeah. meds all over. Right, and people love it. People love poop. Meds. Yes. Fuck Kennedy and his accent. Right. Um, but they're and, all making fun of yeah. Peggy again. They're making fun of... Ken makes a real 
misogynist joke about Peggy's butt, and then Pete just clocks it. Well, he says, we call girls like that a lobster. Yeah. All the meat is in the tail. Mm-hmm. Which is it's... gross, but I also liked that line. <laughs> I mean, how... It probably isn't a rap song somewhere, right? <laughs> I was going to say, how is it not it a rap song? Now. That I definitely don't know enough about. <gasps> I have to rewrite the theme song. Mm, you do. <laughs> to a rap. Mm. That can't go wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but Pete just starts throwing bows. Yeah. They get into a big old Which white boy was fight. was part of my prediction. You did. I you predicted said- some slapping that Pete would be involved with. That's right. And that Peggy... And no more specific. I was... Uh, I also said Peggy would assert her power. That's true. And she did. She did. And uh, so, and let's see. Betty was going to get into a drunken altercation about dinner not being ready. And dinner being ready, there will always be ham. There will always be ham. And the very last scene, she's feeding him yes. dinner. Okay, but wait. Before that, so yeah, there... We, there's a wonderful moment. Yes. Are, is it the same wonderful moment? Are we thinking of I the same thing? So. Yes. So there, this whole fight is going on in the background. Yeah. And uh-huh. Sterling and Draper just walk by. They're like, oh, can I, can, what does he say? Catch you the train or something? Like, uh, he, Sterling offers Don a ride to the train. That's what it is. Yeah. And he's like, eh, sure. And they just, they don't even bat an I eye love at it. their employee's punching I each other. I love it. Because Pete, so cool. Pete is involved and they're like, fuck that guy. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, they're, we can't give them any attention. No. They don't deserve our I attention. I love it. Yeah. It's very cool. But it also, I don't know why, the way it was framed and uh-huh. the way that Paul Feig did yeah, I can see the, that. Yeah. um, did the sort of, uh, what's it called? The depth. Yes. The like focusing, it made it look like another green screen. It didn't so look like Don and Roger were really yeah. there. It looked like they were walking by a green screen, which I'm sure yeah. isn't true. Yeah. I would have to imagine, um, but that's, if you go back and watch, it looks green screeny. Yeah. It's unusual to have all of that going on mm-hmm. in this, like, and they were very clear. I, I would, I would, I would agree that it probably isn't actually a green screen, but it was a very cool framing. Yes. That. And I, I see totally what you mean. So between that and the uh, casting at call, where they they slowly build up to showing Betty, mm-hmm. like those are very much comic, cool, quirky styles yeah. of filming. I see what you're saying. Yeah, there's yeah. some quirkinesses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So then Betty. So Don knows Betty right. isn't happening. Right. But Betty. Pretends like, like she, she chose not to Which do it so anymore. Which is so sad. It's very sad. It's sweet, um, but Don is very supportive, mm-hmm. and it's just and says the same thing that Roger told him. Look at all this. Look at everything you have. Mm-hmm. Isn't it great? Also, you're a mother, and so that's great. Yeah, he's like you already have the like best you. job. You're yeah, a mom right? because it's 1960 yeah. and you're a woman. Yes, though. To be fair, Don probably he admires would that. Love yes. it. Like I think he's, he's being very, very honest. sincere yeah. when he says you're kind and you're loving and you're mm-hmm. beautiful and you know you yeah. have so much love to give. I would have, yeah. I would have given anything to have had a mother like you. Mm-hmm. As much as Don philanders and is not like a great parent, 
I think he is he truly does want his family to be healthy and well and together and he and he has relatively successfully created a picture book home life. Right. That is probably exactly what he was dreaming of when he was a little right. horror boy. I mean, I'm sure child. he genuinely cares about them. Yeah. But all the yeah. other things are just examples of his self-involvement. Yeah. Ultimately, you know, he's going to do what's best for him in the moment, mm-hmm. even though he, yes. you know, loves Betty and loves his kids and whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And so when he has weird moments where he realizes, that's like when you see Don kind of start crying and it's so weird and jarring. Mm-hmm. Uh like when Adam Whitman asked him if he missed him and he like teared up and was like, of course I did. Um, or when he went home and told Bobby to ask him anything he mm-hmm. wanted. Uh, we it, it breaks through, but it, it isn't, it has to break through something for Don. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we get some examples of good mothering. We end just as we Betty, began. We, Betty cooks breakfast and just, I wrote, don't jump off the bed. I don't know. And then we're back to the pigeons. We're ending with the same visual shots that we started with. But there's a new shot. A. Where Betty in what is the coolest thing Betty does in the entire series. Ever up to this point. She's in like a nightdress. Mm -hmm. Smoking a cigarette. Smoking a cigarette and starts shooting the fucking pigeons. Not hitting a single one. But that's all right. It's the yeah. thought that counts. Yeah, because the neighbor said he would shoot the dog. Right. And guess what? I'm going to shoot these goddamn exactly. pigeons. If I can't fly out of my cage, neither can oh, they. Shit. Also, don't threaten my don't kids. Don't threaten my kids at the end of the day. I'm, a, I'm the mama. Right. I'm the mama. That's not how this works. Yeah. And someone's saying not, not the, the mama. mama. Do you know what that is? Yes, it's dinosaurs. Okay, not everyone knows that, Kate. Why would I just say not the? Where do you? Th- what could I have Listen, possibly? Some thought people it was? hear things just in the zeitgeist in the world, and they yeah. don't know where they come from. That happens like, to me all the time. See, for example, your five minutes on Old Yeller <laughs> <laughs> after saying you've never seen or read it. <laughs> Precisely. All right. So, what do you think of this episode? Oh, as a whole, uh, I'll give it my rating. Oh, please! I'm gonna oh, give yeah. this episode. You know, this was a pretty good one. There was, and you know what? Betty uh-huh. actually had a real human emotion. Yeah, so I'm gonna give it ten. No, I'm gonna give it nine out of ten fake ass CGI dog bites. That's um, that's a lot of fake ass CGI. Dog it's bites. a lot. I thought this yeah, episode that's great. did pretty well. Yeah, we got, it was, it was, we got, like, real stuff for so many different Mm -hmm. characters. And Betty actually had a human moment of emotion Mm -hmm. and vulnerability. And also a very cool moment. Yeah. Which makes us, and Peggy had her first trumpet She had her first, there was a lot that happened. Yeah. Uh, Pete. Got his ass kicked. Got into a fight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Biscuit and the therapist. There were you back. go. Like, you know what? And perpetually pregnant Patty. Like we and are. And I was pretty spot on with right. my predictions. So you know what? You Fuck it. Ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. Fake ass CGI dog bites. Incredible. I'm standing by it. I'm standing by this app. Right. And it was called Shoot, which has so many. So meanings. many meanings. 
Jim Hobart. We're not going to talk about them. Shot his <laughs> shot. He, he shooted his shot. He shot a shot. And, there was the photo there, shoot. Exactly. There was the shooting of the birds. Yes. There was um, uh, Pete took a shot. Took a shot. There you go. Think, uh, um, the- Roger was eating <laughs> jello shots. <laughs> it's all coming full circle. A hundred percent. Also, symbolism really is not interesting. Lost on me, okay. <laughs> Paul Feig shot very interesting cinematically. Exactly. God, what a great show this is. Ten out of ten. All right. CGI dog okay. Let's hear your predictions <laughs> for season one, episode ten. All right. Okay. Let me think about this for a minute. I need to turn on my Nostradamus brain now. Betty has opened the floodgates. She yeah. has experienced a human emotion. She has shed some of her perfect exterior mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and is going to go on a rampage of some sort. Now, listen, I know I say this every time. <laughs> Ever since she slapped that woman, you're like, Betty is definitely going to murder somebody now. <laughs> I know I say this every, but it's because it I can feel it building. She literally ends the episode shooting a flock of exactly. birds. That wasn't enough of a rampage. There's more. That was just the start. <laughs> that there was, was a lot of violence in this was. episode. Yeah. So that's the so Betty is here's okay. what it is. She okay. is going to just start uh-huh. like smoking all the time, which I know she already does, okay. but like in that kind of dirty, greasy way where she just hangs out in her house coat all day. So she's going from... She's uh, going from perfect to greasy. Yeah. Thinking like sandy, beginning of grease, <gasps> yeah. sandy, end of oh, grease. And you even put grease in there. Yeah. Yeah, 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 100%. She's going to find she's she's gonna find her inner bad bitch. Ooh. Now, could it even be possible for Betty to get a strumpet trumpet? I am not going so far okay. as of yet okay. as to say. All right. I would like to that's... hold out hope, but I don't have yeah. much. Okay. But that's all that's right. Good. I mean, listen, we can't. If everyone is a strumpet trumpet, yeah. it loses it means exactly. nothing. It loses its value. It means nothing. Right. <laughs> so. All right. Um, Peggy is just going to keep ballooning up. <laughs> it's going to get comical. Yeah. She's yeah. just... She's gonna, it's gonna be like a Norbert situation. (laughs) (laughs) They're just gonna have shots of her like squeezing in (laughs) door paints. (laughs) And she's just gonna be like, What? I write copy. I can have as much lunch as I want. And Sean will be like, That's right. You do you, girl. You do you. (laughs) So that's gonna happen. Oh, I cannot wait. <laughs> um, Don is going to go. He's going to go on a picnic in Central Park. Oh, okay. Because he saw that That's photo lovely. and he was like, I need uh-huh. to live some life. And he's going to go yeah. on a picnic in Central Park and he's going to meet a woman. He's going to meet. Oh, you know who he's going to meet? A single mom. <gasps> oh, my god. And gosh. her son is going to be floating boats in the pond. Uh-huh. And Don is going to save one. Now, this is like a fully thought out yeah. story. Like. This is the whole of Okay. Yeah. So, this woman's son, her name will yeah. be Miranda. Oh, Miranda. Keeping with the sex in the city yes. possibility. And her son, Jack. 
Mr. Big. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Big, whose real name turned out to be John. And Jack is a okay. nickname for John. So I was right there the whole time. Okay. Jack yeah. is floating a sailboat in the pond. It gets away mm-hmm. from him somehow. Don yeah. saves it. He takes it back, being a good guy. And the woman is like, mm-hmm. my hero. Miranda, the woman. Miranda. Yeah. Right. We know her name. You exactly. Uh, and they're going to have. Be respectful. <laughs> they're going to have a moment. Yeah. Okay. And it's going to start something in him. Oh. Because he's, since he's done away with his uh, midge. Right. He needs. The art bitch. Mm-hmm. He needs somebody yeah. new. And, you know, Mama Merkin is kind of on the back burner. Who knows what's happening yeah. there. Exactly. Um, my other prediction is that Nixon is going to win the election. <laughs> That is a bold... Thank you. Thank you. I mean, I know, like, we're not the full series in, so you may not have a sense of how closely this series follows actual history. Mm-hmm. And we'll you know, just see how that I goes. I know that up until this point, they've tried to be pretty factually accurate and, and time-specific, yeah. but I think this is the one area where they're just going to make a bold choice yeah. and go okay. in a different direction. Okay. I respect Thank it you. so much. <laughs> it reminds me, uh, I think, a friend. I think. The, did you see Inglorious Bastards? Yeah. So it's like my favorite movie. It's very ever. good. But I have a friend who said that he really liked it. He and he thought it was believable until the part that they killed Hitler. Mm. And I was like, mm. you thought it was believable, right, right up to that part. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Okay. So this this choice will turn off that one person okay. in the Mad Men, but other than that, I think we're good. Yeah. Any other predictions, or just are we down to lingo? Okay, lingo. Yeah. Somebody is gonna say, uh, "Slap it, Johnny." <laughs> <laughs> Do you think it'll be Miranda? It'll be Miranda to her, her son? son, and he's like, "I can't get it. I can't get it," and she's gonna say, "Slap it, Johnny." And Don God. hears that and is like, this yeah. little boy needs help. Yeah, that's how it gets his attention. Mm-hmm. All right. Excellent. <laughs> I think this has been almost two hours long. It sure long. has. It but what sure a great episode. We learned, we laughed, we loved. <laughs> we sat under blankets. I'm so... my The top of my computer is roughly the same temp as the surface of the... The moon? You were going to say the moon. I wanted to moon. say the moon. That's not very I was good. trying to think of what Mercury is. It's it's a planet. It's very hot, Ashley. <laughs> okay. And so with that, with that, <laughs> I'll say like we say at the end of every episode: <clears throat> Merry Mad Men to all, and to and all, to all a, a good, good night. night. Oh right, I forget it every time. You you got it. Thank you for listening to Mad Women. Mad Women is engineered by Ashley Davis. Music by Kate E. Britt, and graphics by Dylan Anderson. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at RadMadWomen. Been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.